This episode of the Your Best Lifestyle Podcast is sponsored today by the website InspiringShow.com, a website that interviews inspiring thought leaders, storytellers, entrepreneurs, influencers, and legacy builders just like you. Learn from top experts about finding your voice, manifesting your mindset, and creating moments with your message. Tap into their timeless wisdom and get the tools for transcending to new levels of success, happiness, and joy. That's www.inspiringshow.com. That's www.inspiringshow.com. Visit them today. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of the Your Best Lifestyle uh, podcast here on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, uh, Google, Apple Podcast Radio, Public Radio Podcast, and soon to be on Pandora and iHeartRadio uh, podcast platforms as well. Happy Saturday! Whoa, it's a beautiful day outside. I'm looking out the window. We're in the studio right now. And I'm seeing the squirrels running around. The birds are chirping. Everything looking nice and green. And it's uh, speaking of green, especially the pollen right now. And the pollen is close to 700 count here in Atlanta. And this is really crazy right now, especially for people who suffer from allergies or you've got respiratory problems or issues or complications. Due to the pollen, this is not the time for you to really be outside with the coronavirus pandemic happening all around the country right now. So make sure that you are protecting yourself, um, you're self-medicating, you're taking all the precautionary measures to really protect yourself um, from uh, the pollen that could trigger or will trigger your um your respiratory issues and you know you want to make sure that you're protecting yourself because of that okay i want to say that because with so much going on right now and if you suffer from allergies and you suffer from bronchitis or respiratory uh problems copd you know all these different breathing uh limitations that your lungs you know restricted airways and everything like that so you want to make sure that you're now out there as much as possible okay make sure that you're you know taking your your inhaler you know 30 to 30 minutes prior to working out 30 minutes prior to going outside and then 30 minutes after to really protect yourself against that so we don't need any complications with your respiratory systems right now okay so not saying to be a prisoner in your home but (laughs) make sure that you know you're you're protecting yourself okay it's a lot going on so but other than that, it's a beautiful day outside in Atlanta. You know, we're hanging out. We are in the studios right now at the Old Robinson Public Relations and Media Studio. And I'm relaxed. I'm in a good frame of mind. Mentally, I'm sound. You know, physically, I'm good. Um, I have aroma candles going on. has some incense burning. And I got the lights dimmed down low. And um, I'm about to do this amazing podcast with some amazing people that's coming on. And I'm telling you, life is good depending on how you're making it right now. I know it's very challenging right now for a lot of people, not just in the U.S., but all around the world, okay? And I said this 
yesterday on the podcast. I said, this coronavirus is going to either help you self-improve or it's going to help. Are you going to go backwards with it? Okay. All depends on how you utilize it. It all depends on if you see an opportunity in it to self-improve. Okay. This is an opportunity for you to take a better care of yourself by practicing better self-care strategies and techniques. Okay. Perfect time. If you need to lose some weight or you need to eat better, you need to build your immune system, take this time out now to do so. Okay. Um, if you need to work out, work out at home. Uh, catch up with me, uh, www.yourbestlifestyles.com and book a free consultation or uh, uh, set up a schedule to get the workout on, to get the nutritional packages going on, anything that you can do right now because these are challenging times, un- very unprecedented times right now. It's crazy. So to maintain your stress levels, you got to make sure that you're uh, paying attention to your triggers and you're not negatively self-sabotaging yourself by talking down to yourself okay that's a big thing um especially if you're suffering from depression or anxiety ptsd all these mental health issues i know you've been you know quarantined in your homes and it's stressing you out so you got to make sure that you're paying attention to your stress levels okay it's very important i cannot urge this enough I'm um, coming from a health and wellness standpoint. Your mental health right now has got to be on point as much as possible. Okay? As much as possible. So I know you got your kids home with you and you're working home remotely right now. And uh, you could be binge eating right now with a lot of food or using food as a coping device to handle your stress. So you're working remotely and you're not having that interaction as much with coworkers and everything, things that you're accustomed to doing. And that can add stress depending on who you are, um, what type of work you do. But you do not want to reward the stress with food, okay? Focus on nutrition. Do not focus on food. Do not do uh, binge eating or mindless eating, okay? We don't want to reward our stress levels um, with food because in the long run if you keep doing that depending on who you are if you quarantine for two or three weeks you may increase your weight gain or your waistline by a few inches or a few pounds okay so if you're having a forced sedentary quarantine situation right now make sure that you're paying attention to your uh, your stress and make sure that you're not stress eating okay because in the long term when they lift this ban for quarantine, you don't want to be 10, 15, 20 pounds overweight, okay? Just, just make sure of that, okay? You want to come out and, you know, lean and muscular and you lost the weight and your mind is right. So this is very important. I want you guys to take nuggets from this and pay attention to that. So that's all my little disclaimer today. So, um, yeah, I got some really interesting people right now. Um, well, one person, her husband, are come in and join us. Sooner, but uh, I've got an interesting lady right here, and her name is uh, Carrie Briner. Uh, Carrie is a business coach and the president of Coaching for Adam Hergenrother. Okay, training. I got to get the name right, okay? Make sure I don't want to hack out people's names. It's very important. So you hear that pause there. I'm like, did I get it right? I think I scored. Okay, um, they have a unique coaching approach 
what they are going to be conscious coaching and help people use business as a can do it to build their growth. They are helping hundreds of people in one-on-one group and full immersion coaching programs across the world and impacting lives as people focus on living fulfilled lives while bulldozing successful businesses. Okay. Both her and her husband, Chris, are doing just themselves, are committed to new health and fitness journey in their mid-40s and has brought many benefits in their personal and professional lives, okay? So, that's just a snippet of the bio, but we're going to get into it with our guest right now. Her husband, uh, Chris, will be joining us later on, hopefully in the podcast. He's in a business meeting right now. So we have Carrie on the phone. Hello, Carrie. How are you doing? I am amazing. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for, for hanging out with me for an hour. And let's get to know each other right quick. How are you doing? Everything's good? Everything's good. I love what you said at the beginning, which is uh, it's all good when you choose that it's all good, right? It's it's, it's your perspective um, on what's going on. and. Um, we're choosing to focus on the things that we can control and choosing joy over some of the other emotions that can be coming in right now. And so gratefully we are healthy and, um, and safe and yeah, it's a good day. It's I'm up here in Minneapolis. Doesn't sound like it's as nice as it is down there in Atlanta. However, uh, we have sun peeking out and it's uh, 50 degrees. So we're going to take it. Yeah, yeah, awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. I take you know, fifty degrees is not too bad. Yeah, <laughs> could be worse. Bad. Could be worse. <laughs> yeah, could be worse. So, with everything going on right now with the coronavirus pandemic, how are you guys handling this pandemic for yourself? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because um, what you mentioned at the beginning, what I do with Adam Hergenrather training, um, it, our conscious coaching. It's really interesting because the whole concept behind it is to um, really be able to understand that there is going to be circumstances out of our control every day when we own businesses, we run businesses, we have families, we have relationships. Personally and professionally, we have to learn how to have the right perspective, bring the right attitude and mindset to things, and ultimately not allow our thinking, our fears, our thoughts and our emotions get in the way of us being able to actually act on things, execute and continue to move forward. Obviously today with what's going on, we're all facing something that many of us, most of us have never faced before. Um, And certainly it's a challenge. And so we can either choose to be frustrated and, uh, you know, upset and angry. There's a lot of emotions that could be coming. Um, You know, our businesses um, are going to be slowing down for a while. People are fearful of their financial situation, but obviously their health concerns potentially. Um, At the end of the day, we have choices to focus on those things, which are completely out of our control at this point. Or we can realize that, you know, life is going to unfold for us um, and we can't control it. And the more we try to control it, the more resistance we create, the more stress and anxiety that we create. And instead, if we focus on what we can do, we're going to keep moving forward. Bruce Lee has a great quote, which is be the water. And um, I always think of like right now, we have to be the water. Water always keeps moving ahead. It's always flowing no matter what happens or what's in front of it, right? So it either goes around, above, under, but it still keeps moving. We all have to keep moving. And I know you talk a lot about the physical moving, which is really, really important because it impacts our mindset so much um, and our overall health. 
but in general, just keep moving in your business. What can you do today? What can you do with your family? What can you do with your health? And I think that as long as we all keep moving forward, at the end of the day, hopefully, we're going to find better habits. We're going to find more emotional fitness. And I just love this podcast. And that's when you had brought up, you know, my husband and I in our mid-40s have decided to get in the best physical shape. Now, we have been, we've been deciding this since last year, really since December 27th. We've made some major changes in our lives and have committed to some, some competitions and uh, supporting each other through it. But the physical part is only part of it, right? And, and you've said this. It, it leaks into all areas of your life, life. And I think people can take this quarantine right now, honestly, to decide to do something like that for their own life. It doesn't maybe have to be as extreme as some of the competitions we've decided on right away, but something that's going to keep you moving forward, give you a goal to move towards and keep you doing something positive that then can can continue to grow once this is over. But let's use this opportunity in the best way that we can. And that's really what, you know, Chris and I are, are working to do. Yeah, and that's and that's important right there. What type of advice can you give people who potentially are paralyzed uh, mentally or emotionally behind this coronavirus pandemic? Most people feel like they you know, they're stuck, they're afraid, they don't know what to do. What type of advice can you do them to um, become unstuck during this unprecedented time? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the majority of people feel a bit stuck and they feel a bit frozen and, and paralyzed in fear. And look, there's a lot of things. People go through a lot of events in their life besides the pandemic where they probably can look back and go, you know, I really was fearful. I was really, I was stuck. I was in a slump or a funk, whatever you want to call it. Um, and the, what happens is it's your mind, right? You're living in your mind. Your thoughts, your fears, and your emotions literally consume you. And I actually like to describe it as it actually becomes you. You actually think you are your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions. And when you can't, when you can't remove yourself from those, that's when you get frozen because you actually don't know that there is a choice. You don't realize that you can create separation. You actually, there's an illusion that feels like reality, which is it is you. But I like to describe this to people, which is we, many of us have either had children or we've had younger siblings or nieces, nephews, whatever the case may be. And I like to describe it to an adult like it's not any different, to be honest with you, than when a child is in their bedroom and they're crying at night for you to come in because they truly believe that there is a monster that's in their closet and you know for us as an adult we're like this is ridiculous of course there's not a monster in your closet but the, at the moment the child is frozen in their bed and they're extremely fearful they're crying they actually believe there's something of danger in their closet right and so what do we do as an adult or someone older than them we turn on the light we open the closet door and we show them there's nothing in the closet it's just their imagination and then they're able to calm themselves down to realize it's not real and go to sleep, right? Well, as adults, we do the exact same thing to ourselves. We have to actually understand our fears are nothing but our imagination. Because the reality is, is that the only thing we really have is the moment we're in. We don't know what lies ahead in the future. We have no control over it, really, particularly today if we look at the situation that we're in. The, the past has absolutely zero power over us if we don't let it, right? And yet we focus on the past, 
either positively because we wish we were back there or we bring up negative things from the past that we then project in our mind in the future as if they're going to become a reality. The reality is that they we don't know that. So we're projecting a fear of something that isn't even there. It's not even real. It's completely a figment of our imagination. So if we have no power over it, yet we allow our minds to be consumed by it, we're doing nothing except clouding ourselves with our thoughts and we're not enjoying and living our lives. We're living the moment. So for what, what I believe we just have to realize is become aware, number one, that we are not our fears our thoughts and our emotions, and fears are just things. They're just part of our thoughts, part of our imagination. Number two, when we get in those moments of panic and or high anxiety, we do this with our coaching clients. It's very simple, but it's a strategy that people are saying is working because it allows them to take a second and a step back and realize to remind themselves that they are not their fears and thoughts and emotions and that they need to get back to the present moment where everything is okay. Ask yourself this question, what is wrong right now in this moment? Is something happening right now that I should be upset with in this moment? Usually the answer is no. It's fine right now. We're fearful of something that we think might be coming or might be happening. And in fact, it really isn't. And we don't have, we don't, we're just consuming our mind with it. So that's a great question to center yourself to go, wait a minute, what am I worrying about? What's happening now? Is there something I should be worried about right now? The second question is, what am I grateful for right in this moment? Because what we know is when you are grateful for something and you're actually actively grateful for it, you can write it down, you can say it in your mind, you can say it out loud, you can express it to someone you love or someone near you, that it's the highest state of positive energy and you actually cannot be in the state of negativity at the same time that you're in the state of gratitude. So for people who are feeling consumed, they can take this practice and do this multiple times during the day. But something very simple is you just literally in the moments you start to feel frozen or panicked or high anxiety or fear, you just say to yourself in your mind, three, two, one, relax, take a deep breath, release your shoulders. And you might need to do this a hundred times a day. But what happens is people start to say after they do this very frequently is what it's doing is it's bringing them out of their mind. So just they're getting overcome by their mind. They do this and then all of a sudden they realize, okay, wait, that's just me becoming obsessed with these thoughts and I need to take a step back. Um, You know, we have a lot of people who are doing more meditation, um, filling themselves with more affirmations and doing it in the morning and the evening to settle their mind. Whatever people have to do to just get back to the reality to realize that a lot of times we're just creating our own suffering by trying to resist and um, control things that we don't have control over. So those would be some simple things um, I think people can do to start. Yes, and those are excellent strategies. And uh, I think our our coaching practices run parallel with that. with, with the day of technology, whether it's, we got every, everybody has a cell phone, so you know the information is coming in at lightning speed. So for people who are maybe suffering from depression, anxiety, or they have high stress levels, you know, those are good tips and strategies for them to really try to incorporate in their daily lives. And one thing I like what you said about meditation this is a perfect time when people are in a quarantine state to find a corner and just relax their mind, do a lot of brain dumping, um, 
um, controlling their stress, meditating, taking deep breaths at a time to naturally lower your blood pressure. I tell people all the time, check your blood pressure, check your, tri- uh, your, your, your triggers as far as your stress. What's really making you depressed? Um, get off your cell phone. Don't listen to the news as much. Find ways to protect yourself, protect your family, and all those good things. So, you know, you, 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 you said a mouthful right there. I appreciate that. So, you know, um, what is your nutritional strategies right now? A lot of people, you know, are they home? Do you feel like they're focusing more on food? Are they focusing more on nutrition, doing a sedentary lifestyle? In your practice every day, what are you seeing right now? Uh, from your from your client absolutely you know what we always say is the number and you mentioned this at the beginning the number one thing that is going to likely fall by the wayside for people right now in times of stress being stuck in the home not being uh, forced to be out as much are going to be both their physical activity and their nutrition it tends to be the thing that goes first um, because many people do try to soothe themselves and release anxieties or stress through food that's really common and and you you brought that up at the beginning uh which i know you know a lot of you know about as well and it's just great awareness for people to remember here's the thing we're trying to feel we're trying to fill ourselves up and make ourselves feel good for a very short period of time through food right it lasts for the moment that maybe you're eating it um, but it's a fleeting mo- moment of happiness, uh, and it ultimately probably is going to make you feel worse at the end of the day, right? Especially, like you said, we uh, we come out of the quarantine, and then we're unhealthy. Um, we don't feel as good. We don't look as good. We aren't as confident. We're, we have lower self-esteem. We're just less energetic. Um, now we have to start over. It's always harder to start over than it is to maintain something and keep the momentum going, right? So um, I do think food... Um, is a challenge when we're working in our home. We have kids at home. They're probably, try, you know, wanting to eat other things than maybe you normally would eat during the day when they used to be at school. So um, I think it's just important to to realize that that is going to be a trigger potentially for you. I have to know that about myself because I will tend to do that if I'm not aware of it. Um, and just be real purposeful about what you're keeping in your home. Um, and get creative. You have more time now to try some new recipes that are healthy for you, but that taste good. Get your kids involved in, uh, you know, cooking with you uh, or your significant other or, you know, try different things. I think that we just have to be aware of it. And then now we have time. So let's make it fun. Um, And then let's remember that now more than ever, we want to be healthy. Sleep, food, and exercise are the three things that we need to keep our immune system up right now. So if we're worried about the, the virus, well, we have three things that we can control right there in front of us, right? But we might, because of our stress and anxiety, actually do the opposite of that. And now it's going to perpetuate more stress and anxiety for us because now we're not healthier or equipped to handle it the best that we possibly could. So it's reframing it and reminding ourselves. And I think a support person at home, uh, hopefully you could you know, get the support of your children or significant other, whoever you might live with, so that you guys can maybe do this together because it's always easier, right? When you have somebody else that's in alignment with you in the thinking and that's going to encourage you and kind of hold you accountable and do it with you because otherwise, of course, it makes it more difficult. Facts. That's great advice. So you mentioned something about sleep. 
with people being uh, quarantined right now, and they're working remotely right now. So what I'm seeing dealing with people is that they're going to sleep on all odd hours of the time. And yeah. they're taking naps in the middle of the day where they never used to take naps in the middle of the day. And then they're staying up to two, three o'clock in the morning. So a lot of homeowner changes are going there. Um, mm-hmm. What type of advice would you give people to try to regulate a normal sleeping patterns while working remotely? Because that seems to be a challenge right now for a lot of people. It is a challenge, and you're completely right. When you get really out of whack in uh, normal sleep patterns, it can affect your hormone levels. It can affect your energy levels. It can actually affect your immune uh, system. There's all these things. Um, and so my biggest thing is as is, is routine. Um, it's harder, I get it, to have a routine right now when you're at home, and, and yet I think it's there's no time that it can be more important because our bodies are wired to have those patterns. And if you've developed them and now you're completely throwing them off, it can it can create a lot of issues. So for my husband, Chris and I, because we have dedicated to the training, um, it doesn't matter to us that his, his Ironman and my marathon are postponed. We're still training because we're still gonna do it. We don't know when yet, but the reality is we've committed to something and we're gonna do it. And so because of that, we have been able to and it's not always easy. I'm just going to premise that. We have to win the battle every single day. Chris tells me I won the battle today. I was on my bike for four hours. I did not want to do it. I felt a little funky. I've been a bit stressed out. But you know what? I did it. I won the battle. The thing is, is every time you win that battle, um, you're winning the day. You have done something productive and it helps you be more productive the rest of the day. But I bring that up because if you can keep some amount of routine physically too, it makes you more tired and you're more likely to stay on a whole routine, which means eating, sleeping, everything else. So we just because we're working from home and, you know, we do have an office not too far away that nobody else is in. So we can still go there in the real estate industry. You know, we're still considered essential here in our state. So we still have to serve some clients. So we're fortunate that we can go uh, kind of force ourselves to just go there Um, But even if we didn't, because I still work from home sometimes, and and I always have actually, I still get up, I still do my workout, I do my morning routine, I do my gratitude journaling, I do the things that I need to do to make sure I'm in the right mental state to be the best I can be for those in my world, and then I still shower, I still get dressed, and I still do my work, and I keep that routine, and then it makes it a lot easier to be able to keep your sleep patterns if you're keeping your days the same, if you're moving and exercising and eating right, you're likely gonna feel tired and be able to sleep. What people are doing right now is they're just acting as if they're on this like long unending vacation and they're just kind of throwing everything to the wind. That's gonna be a challenge though for them when the quarantine is up because now they have to reset all the habits. I mean, it's hard enough to get into a habit, right? I mean, once you have it, just try the best that you can not to disrupt that because otherwise you're just going to have to start it all over again and it's always harder to start fresh but sleep yeah. is so important so they need you know you need to sleep yeah exactly right because you know it takes around about 21 days to start a habit whether it's negatively or positively so if you're doing a two-week quarantine or longer and you're having an unhealthy uh quarantine lifestyle you most likely just develop a negative habit down the line. 
so you made a point when the quarantine is lifted guess what you got to reset yourself your mind and your body to say okay we have to get back in shape we got to keep moving now what tips can you give somebody who is over 40 and wants to train but you know feel like 40 is just you know it's a, it's a, it's a limiting barrier for them right now it's a limiting factor for them they would like to work out they would like to try to run a marathon um, what was what tips can you give them in the second part of the question what mindset should they adopt in order to pursue uh, or a challenge like a marathon or Ironman competition? Um, so, great question. Number one, I think everybody always looks at it and says, you know, I'm just, I'm getting too old or, man, I should have done this when I was 20. Um, sure, the best time to do this might have been when you were 20, but the next best time to do it is now, right? Um, and so, um, number one, I think that we can have reasons or we can have results. And so I think that a lot of times it's just an excuse that people will say, you know, I, I'm just too old. But look, I had that excuse. I mean, I thought that myself. Um, you know, I actually started to make a commitment to my health initially right before I turned 40 and honestly was in the best shape of my life ever at 40. And I was actually, um, I played sports in college and I still was not in that great of shape as I was when I was 40. And I just made a conscious decision to realize like, look, half my life is over and I could enjoy the second half of it a lot better if I can get, if I can get both my mindset and my body in the, the best place it can be. And I think that the cool thing when you're 40 years old or 45 or whatever number it is, and it could be 30 or 35, or you could be 50, it doesn't matter what that number is, is that you have a different perspective on life sometimes. Like if I think back to when I was 20, nothing wrong with it, but I probably wouldn't have been as driven to achieve certain things in my life because I just had a different perspective on it, right? So um, the awesome thing is many times when you're at this age, you have a bit more flexibility and freedom in your schedule because maybe your children are older than they would have been when you were younger. And so, I mean, for us, training has become um, like a joy. I mean, at first it was a little scary. Um, it, because we've never trained at the level that we needed to. I've never actually really been a runner at all. In fact, up until a couple of years ago, I hadn't even ever run a 5K. So I still have never run a half marathon in a race. Um, and so I'm just going for it. And I'm going to do, I'm going to complete the marathon and I'm going to do the best that I can. Here's what the reality is, is that it's about the journey. Like whatever happens in the actual marathon happens in the marathon, right? But the journey that we're going on is really one that is allowing us to realize, number one, that we can accomplish something maybe we thought we couldn't, and age is just a number. It's just a mindset. You can become healthy and you can become active whenever you choose to. Number two, um, there's going to be barriers and, and challenges for anybody at any age, right? But that you can let them be your reasons or you can just go get the results and you can figure it out. Number three, that the emotional fitness that comes with doing something like this and being in um, a place where you are putting yourself in a competition. I mean, there's so many days that we wake up and we're like, oh my gosh, we're so sore and we just don't want to get up and do it, but we do it. And that is really, really powerful. And what happens is it leaks into your business. It leaks into your life in so many ways because your mind is so, so powerful, right? And so I think the biggest thing for us has been 
we feel good and confident and healthy. We have more energy uh, for each other, our families and our businesses. But we really know that we can accomplish whatever it is we put our mind to. And that is a really powerful thing in business. When I mentioned, I think you mentioned at the beginning um, of the podcast, which is using business as the conduit for our personal growth. But you can also use your personal growth to catapult your business. So for us, it's like if we have this emotional fitness because of the training that we're doing, where are we seeing it show up in our business life? And it is on a, on a regular basis. The dedication, the commitment, the time blocking, the saying no to some things because we have to say yes to this, the pushing through and you don't feel like you want to do it. All of those things are huge and make an impact on us in much bigger ways than our health. But the health is obviously one that's going to linger and, and be you know, a positive part of our life for years and years to come, which we're just really grateful for. Right. And that's awesome. I mean, I tell people all the time, your personal journey as far as your fitness, what you mentioned something about emotional fitness is, is outside of the, uh, the physical and the uh, psychological and the spiritual fitness, like all these realms of wellness play in and it, it blends right into your professional uh, brand and business as well. And I tell people all the time, a lot of times when you're doing business with the public or you're, you're trying to pitch the clients and you're speaking in front of people or you're in restaurants and then your physical appearance just attract new clients to you. Um, mm-hmm. People don't understand that. Like the way you walk, I mean, physical appearance, you know, chest out, shoulders back, chin up, you're walking with confidence, high self-esteem. Like, you know, those things right there will sell products it will sell programs it would sell your services to a lot of people and you know you know what they say by body language like 80 percent of language pretty much so well before you even can open your mouth to even pitch to anybody guess what you're, you're selling okay so i truly believe in that and you know and i believe what you're saying so what type of advice or uh, how would you coach people how to master the inner world first? So um, I think the biggest thing for people is they need to get real clear on what's important to them and maybe clear on what are some of the things that are holding them back. The number one thing that we work with uh, with our coaching clients is let's start first with what are those limiting beliefs you have about yourself? I mean, what are the stories you're telling about yourself that you need to stop telling yourself? I have told myself a story for 40 years of my life that I'm not a runner. I always had friends that were running and I'm like, oh, just not a runner. Um, you know, I, would do, I did some CrossFit. I did, had a personal trainer. I did a bunch of things, but I never ran because in my mind, I just wasn't going to be a runner. And the whole reason why I ended up choosing to um, train for a marathon is so that I could stop telling myself a story and um, and living a limiting belief or letting that limiting belief hold me back. Everybody is going to have a story, whether you've told it to yourself, somebody else has been telling it to you and you now start to believe it. So what are those things? Then the second thing is, let's create a morning routine that's going to serve you and give you confidence. And in that morning routine, you should move your body and you should fill your mind in a positive way. You should get yourself ready and prepared to be productive and, and, um, and, and successful in life. And so it can be a combination of meditation or sometimes 
um, gratitude journaling, praying. It can be a combination of, of course, working out to some degree, whatever it is that you need to start out with. It can be walking. It can be yoga. It can be anything. The point is, is that when you're doing that, hopefully you have an opportunity to also fill your mind with some positive things. You mentioned something earlier, which is don't sit around on your social media and the news all day. This is not going to serve you well. That's what's going to make you just kind of fall into a slump. Instead, get on a podcast like this, something that's going to inspire or motivate you. Get on Audible while you're moving your body. Fill your mind with something positive that's putting you in the right perspective and also feeding your mind with information you can now go share with others and help them. And that's what we really do in our coaching. So the number one thing is get something figured out for a morning routine that you would be willing to commit to do every day. Um, and start realistic and start small because the thing is, if you're not doing anything and then all of a sudden you say you're going to go and do two hours of all of these things, it's very unrealistic and you're likely not going to be able to commit to it. When you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, you're actually telling your mind that you do not do what you say you're going to do. And then you're just going to not do anything that you say you're going to do. Your mind is that powerful. So you have to start where if it's just 15 minutes, five minutes of writing down what you're grateful for and a 10 minute walk around the block at first with uh, a short, uh, some affirmations. I mean, if that's all you can commit to at first, but that you do it every single day, you can build on that. You have to prove to yourself that you will do what you say you're going to do and you can commit to something and create consistency and it will get better and it will grow from there. And so if you can do that, and that's really where I started. And then it has obviously grown from there to become something more that I can then commit to. Some people, you just need to push yourself outside of your comfort zone and go sign up for a 5K or sign up for a half marathon or something even greater or a competition or just do something that's going to push you to be committed to working out, right? And so um, everybody's different and no one's going to be exactly the same and everybody's journey, journey is going to be different on this. But I think you got to first remove limiting beliefs, remove the stories you tell yourself, and then figure out what it is you will actually commit to and just go do it and do it every day. And if nothing else, just commit to it every day during the quarantine. And you're going to start to form a habit. And what you're going to start to realize is, although maybe you don't love getting up a little bit earlier, um, what you do love is the results of how you feel because you do it. And then you're going to want to keep doing it. Yes, yes. And develop that positive habit within 21 days. I tell people this this uh, coronavirus is going to either make people or break people, and also it's going to actually reveal a lot of uh, uh, new things about people as well. You know, and outside of the working uh, remotely, most people that you know, I feel like they hate going to work. You know, Atlanta traffic is really crazy. It's really thick all day long, pretty much, and um, yeah. So now you're, you're working remotely from home. You, you, you don't have to deal with the traffic. You don't have to deal with coworkers who are sabotaging your contribution to the workplace. So you're working home right now. This is a perfect time to quarantine yourself and self-improve. And you mentioned something about audible books, you know, and podcasts and meditation, uh, getting your workout on. These things can really catapult somebody to self-improve and practice great self-care uh, uh, techniques and management. I, I feel like when you become a liability to your family members or coworkers, now you come codependent on them. You're not an asset anymore. 
So if you allow yourself to get sick, you're going to have a problem. You allow yourself to get injured, you're going to have a problem. So now you're going to actually put stress on everybody else to help take care of you. So, you know, you made some great points that you really have to pay attention and focus inwardly, uh, inward, and then really manifest your, your, your visions and your dreams that, hey, I got to get out there. I got to push through. So that's, that's excellent. But let me ask you a question when it comes down to running. You said that you were not a running a runner. Did you start to experience any shin pains, or, or knee pain, dorsiflexion pain, or hip pain, anything like that as you began on your running journey? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's funny that you say that. This is um, part of my journey that I've shared with people because there's been a few moments where I've had a bit of, um, I guess, my own frustration and, quite frankly, a little bit of uncertainty of am I going to be able to finish a marathon because um, I've never run and so you do have to develop certain muscles and you have to make sure you're stretching and rolling and things that um, I, you know I never really had done before um, and so I do tend to suffer from some IT band things some hip flexor things which lead into some knee pain particularly on one side of my body and so um, that has you know again these are some things that can become reasons for me to not continue and instead I'm just figuring out how do I you know, add in some more massage. How do I do some different stretching? And, and how do I, uh, if I have to do a walk run sometimes because my knee's locking up, then I do that. And I just give myself some grace and figure it out. But I still finish what I say I'm going to do. And I still get out there and do it. Over time, I've noticed, you know, it's strengthening a bit, but it really just depends. Um, and I don't know if it's truly ever going to be uh, perfect, potentially at my age or, or whatever, but um, I still can do it. This morning, actually, before we jumped on here, I did 10 miles outside, and for the most part, it felt good. Maybe, like, at mile eight or so, it was a little painful, so, um, you know, I just slowed down my pace a little bit, but I finished it, and if I think about a year ago, that was happening at, like, mile four, so my body is adjusting, um, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't get too um, attached to, again, the the overall um, finish line as much as I'm focusing on the day-to-day journey. And I think that's a good lesson for everybody with what we are experiencing today, which is so often, and I'm very competitive, so I can get wrapped up in this, we're constantly thinking about, like, how do we, how are we going to finish this? What, what, you know, what's the goal? How can I get to the goal? How can I do this and so what happens is when we consume ourselves with the end goal sometimes we can rob ourselves of the power we actually have right now to to do the best that we can do and to maximize our training and to just continue to improve and see who we can become physically as well as emotionally and mentally and as a person in this process and so I've had to let go a little bit of that fear and anxiety about what is that marathon really going to look like, especially having this issue come up uh, uh, every so often. But at the same token, man, if I can just appreciate how far I've come and I just focus on that run that day and being the best I can do that day. And I just keep pushing forward. I have faith that at the end of the day, the marathon will be completed. However it's completed it is. But what I can guarantee you is that I will be a completely different person physically and emotionally um, and mentally and confidence wise than I was before the marathon. And that's really where people need to focus is not so much on the event, but the journey and who they're becoming on it. And that's where the power lies. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's amazing. You know what? Because you said the IT band and then you have uh, the shins and knees, you know, the knees locking up. A lot of people don't. I, I think for me, that's why I think that prevents me from running, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? Now you're going to start running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, if I get a client and say, hey, can you run me? I'm like, yeah, I, I, you know, I'll power walk with you while you run. You know, something like that. I'm not a huge fan of running, but now you inspired me to get out there, let's say. But um, I love it. <laughs> you said that your body is adjusting. So that means that your body is pretty much, you know, responding to the, uh, the strenuous workout that you're putting under. And that's really good. So you're reducing your pain threshold, whereas it might have been a 10 now, a 10 before you was running out when you start to run it. Now you're under a five, maybe, or maybe a four level. And that's really good. That's progress. So you're reducing a lot of the uh, the pain threshold here. Um, the IT band, I'm pretty much, it's not as tight as it once was. Um, so you're doing good. And you mentioned about doing a lot of stretching, uh, massage therapy, using a foam roller, you know, uh, increasing the H2O, watching your diet, all those things plays, plays a a huge part um i think a lot of people they want to get out and exercise but they've been sedentary so long so now they have um not just id i uh, t-band stiffness but they got you know uh bone on bone they got you know mm-hmm. they have uh arthritis they have stiffness of the hips uh, they have weak glute muscles, so they want to get out there and potentially they put on 30, 40, 50 pounds. So they 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 don't have the mindset to run a marathon. They may want to, but, you know, they just don't have it. Well, um, you, you made an interesting point, all of it, that, like, it's all about the journey, uh, not just physically, but how are you going to feel mentally and emotionally once you complete this? You're not focusing on the finish line you're focusing on the journey itself and that's that's a good mental hack to have you know that's a real good mental hack to have like I, I, I'm not worrying about the finish line I'm just focusing on the journey because this is the first for me ever you know yeah. so I just want to know how I'm going to feel am I able to do it at age 40 and over you know how would that make me feel you know that's you pushing yourself out of your comfort zone you um you're, you're getting ready to fear you're smashing that wall and you're breaking the mental barriers and the physical barriers so i i i commend you for that that is awesome keep pushing keep working and keep improving every day because that's going to make a huge impact in your business too because now people are going to come out and be like hey i saw you great job you know and you go hard you have the grit you have tenacity you have the will and the drive and the energy to push through and that's going to attract a lot more people uh towards you personally and professionally so that's good so let let me ask you another question um do you believe in the work-life balance why or why not i i I believe in work-life integration i don't think that there really is such a thing as balance uh, in life and in general i think what happens is at certain moments you're going to be putting a little bit maybe more time and attention on one area of your life. And then you would just have to realize that you can push that so far before you have to come back and make sure that you put 
time and attention on those other areas. So there's different things that will come up that might make you need to focus more on family for a little bit or on business for a little bit. But you have to be aware that you're going to need to kind of pull it back when you need to so it doesn't do detriment to those other areas of your life. So it all comes down, again, to awareness. What I say when I mean work-life integration is that so much of our thinking here in our society is like this linear progression of life, which is you're born, you go to school, you finish elementary, you go to middle school, you go to high school, maybe you go to some form of college or uh, secondary school after high school, and then you get a job, and then you find a significant other, and then you buy a house, and then you get a dog, and maybe you get children. And we live this linear life, then you get a, then you get this job that you then work really hard for 30, 40, 50 years, whatever it might be for you. And then you can finally retire and have a life. And I hear this all the time from people, which is that they're working and they are not really living life. They're just basically working to base, to fund their life, but they're not actually experiencing the life that they're funding. And so then the question becomes, how do you even know that you're going to be alive in 50 years from now to enjoy what you are working so hard for? If the purpose of work is to fund your life, why are you not enjoying it today? And people have this mindset that they can't work hard and have a good life and have good relationships and work out. And a lot of times this is just their own, again, limiting beliefs and their inability to prioritize what's important and figure out how to make it happen. And one of the things that has really helped both my husband and I, um, and um, hopefully maybe in the future he can kind of share his story on a future podcast since his meeting's running along here. But if we, um, because he's got, a, in my opinion, a very inspirational story at 47 years old, training for an Ironman, um, and really being able to integrate that into his life. The bottom line is between both of us, what has happened is all of a sudden we've gone from, you know, maybe we were doing, I don't know, 45 minutes of workout most mornings, maybe three to four mornings before we started actually training. We were working out a bit, but it was nothing intense. Now we're having workouts that are two, three, four hours long. And yet we're still getting everything done that we need to in our work. Yet we're still having time with our children and we're still doing our date night. We're still doing all the things that we need and want to do, even though we have to now fit in a two or three or four hour workout. And people are saying, well, how is that possible? Well, how is it not possible? You just literally have to know what's important, what you want on your calendar, and then you put it on there and you make it happen. And I think actually having more routine and more priorities and more things that you know are important to you in all these different areas of life, if you're really clear on them, you actually can fit them all in your life all the time. So in our world, we'll say to people, your relationship, your business success, your health and your wellness, um, your date night, your time, it's all possible. And it's the most possible when you can become clear on your time management. And then when you're in the moment, that you're present in the moment and you're giving it all to that moment. And the reason I say that that's important is because of this. Likely you go to work for eight hours a day or nine hours a day or 10 hours a day, and you're probably able to get all that you do at work done in half that amount of time if you were actually focused. Most people do not bring intense focus to their work. So they are basically just filling the time that's there but they're not intently working to get 
accomplish what they actually need to. If you're forced to, just like when you go on, right before you go on vacation, right? We know this, we see this, we do this to ourselves all the time. We're getting ready to go on vacation. We get like everything done, don't we? In that two or three days before that time frame, we are getting everything done personally. We're cleaning the house, we're getting all of our business wrapped up, we're doing everything. And how are we so productive? Because we're motivated to be productive. We have to get it all done so we do. The thing is, you can get everything in your day if you want to. The question becomes, do you want to? Um, and are you committed to it? And if you are, you can do it all. So we're just real clear what's important. Every weekend, we have a date night. And whatever that looks like, even in the quarantine, we still maybe order food, pick it up, and bring it home. We're, we're committed to that because it's important in our relationship. We've got four older boys, so what are we going to do intentionally to spend, even if it's just a half an hour of intense, present-in-the-moment time, it's impactful time with them, more so than if we were on our phone and trying to do work and hanging out with them at the same time where we're distracted, that's not really time. So instead, it's like, let's just put these time slots in place, and let's just be really clear. If we've got a four-hour workout, then this is what our workday is going to look like. If we know what we need to get done in the workday, we'll get it done. And if we have to extend it a little bit, some days we do. But I think the problem that people have is that they just have this limiting belief that they just have to work, work, work. And that's an excuse that they use to not go work out. It's an excuse that they use to not go connect with their significant other. It's an excuse that they use to not do this. But instead, if you just say, these are the top things that are important in my life, and I'm going to make room for them in my calendar, then we should be able to have work-life integration every single day. Our goal is that we work, play, uh, exercise, or, or do something physical and have fun uh, every single day. Like, that, there's no reason we can't. Instead of waiting to retire and enjoy life, we're going to enjoy life while we're working because we can. Um, we're, it's a choice. And so that's really what it boils down to. Awesome. And I truly believe that, you know, I agree with you. But a lot of people, you know, like you said, you know, uh, even when I was coming up, go to school, get a career, work hard, you know, 30 years, get a clock, get a watch, then retire. And all of a sudden, the average person who retires within three to five years, they end up dying, you know. So it's like yep. that's not really, you know, the way I want to go out. I got out of corporate America a few years back. I'm like, no, but I... I can't do it because I've seen so many people die from working so hard from their dream job, you know, and that's the thing that kills me because like, oh, my dream job, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a doctor, I want to be this, but now these dream careers is actually killing you slowly. It's a nightmare, you know, and um, I really, when I coach people, I'm like, look, is this what you want to do? I mean, what are you good at? What do you love to do? What is, what's your purpose? What's your purpose? Like, you, I got uh, clients who are lawyers and they're constantly going to international lawyers. They're constantly going and they're just leaving their family members behind. The pay is well, but the stress is not worth it. Um, mm -hmm. So it breaks down the family unit because you, you're having a, uh, a less communication with your spouse, um, with your kids or other family members as well and then it turned put uh, your cortisol hormones on it on it on an incline and now you're increasing you know weight gain and our binge eating or alcohol consumption you know whatever whatever it, it, the negative effect that it has 
so you know i really appreciate how you said you integrate the work-life balance you know you really don't you know believe in it that much but you've got to put it all together and have fun with everything that you're doing make everything fun and creative and inspiring and have that 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 plug-in time for uh your family for work uh for exercise and i think that really develops um, a sense of overall wellness. You know, you're going to feel more at peace, more in, uh, connected with your universe, and that's that's a that's a big deal. Um, so, one like last question for you: um, Do you feel like uh, time management in, increases or equal to stress management? Because most people they don't have a concept of time management, and then they increase their stress. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what do you, what do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah. So time management is probably, and you, I'm sure are finding this with your clients, probably the number one challenge people have, um, all different levels of, of, of entrepreneurs and employees. They're all, that's the number one thing. What's your challenge this week? Time management. I wish I had more time. The thing is, is that we all have the same amount of time every day why are some people so much more productive than others, right? That's the question because there is no hack when it comes to time. Some people don't get more time. They can't buy more time. Now they can buy time back uh, by getting more leverage and, and having more people in their world that can help them and, and all of those things. But that's a whole nother conversation. The reality when it comes to time management is this. I think that people aren't clear on what's important to them and that's why they don't have good time management. So uh, we always say to people, if the people that matter the most really matter the most and are the most important to us, and as well as the things that could be business or it could be your health or whatever, um, then your priorities should be very clear and it should be very clear to you what you say yes to and what you say no to and what's on your what's on your calendar. Um, you know, when people say that something is important to them, um, you can look at their calendar and you can find out if it really is. And that sometimes is a harsh reality. I mean, we think things are really important to us. And I believe people really deep down in their hearts and, and souls believe their family is the most important, believe and understand that they only get one body and it's important to maintain their health. But, I, but when you look at their calendar, that isn't what's on it. It doesn't show that. And so what they have to understand is that when they say yes to something, every single time they say yes to something, they're saying no to something else. And so the more clear you can get on your priorities and what's truly important and being very real with yourself on that, then your time management should become much easier. The problem is, is we let things that are really not that important trickle in and then we start saying no to the things that really are and we just don't even realize it's happening. So on a daily basis, if you can really just get in the habit of making sure that family time or date night or whatever personal relationship time is important, your health and wellness, particularly in the morning routine if you can, because that's where you have time, which you can just carve out every day and it's, 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 it's there. It doesn't need to ever fall off and you can go on with the rest of your day and do everything else. So that's why we say morning routine. Um, and then your business time and what's important there. The rest of the stuff doesn't really matter. And a lot of times we're fabricating it in our mind that it's important and it's really not. We have to have self-control over our social media time and over some of these things that rob us of time. And we have to just stop living, I think, in this 
just we almost like float in life and live in our mind and we don't really become aware of what's truly happening if we stop for a minute and realize that we're doing this and it's taking time away from our children or we're doing this and it's taking time away from this relationship or we're doing this and it's actually taking time away from our health we just don't want to hear that sometimes we just want to avoid the reality and we're in a bit denial because we're in these poor habits we're just living by these habits right and so it's awareness and it's acceptance and it's giving yourself some grace and realizing you're not perfect and yet one small change over time will continue to help you to be a better person look i didn't go from not being a runner to training for a marathon overnight by any stretch of the imagination this has been a journey of the last 5 years of me deciding to truly take control of my of my health um and little by little really strengthening my emotional mindset and, and getting more confident and then just continuing to grow in that but it's because I started somewhere I committed to it I realized I wasn't taking it seriously I wasn't truly putting it as a priority I was letting things come in instead and I just didn't want to do that anymore so at some point people have to be aware they have to accept and then they have to execute on something um and so time management is a challenge for people but it's really not a challenge it's just that they're not clear on what's important to them awesome 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 so miss carrie tell everybody where and how they can find you and connect with you absolutely so Uh first and foremost everybody's on social media you can find me anywhere um in in that way so Carrie Heibel Briner is what you can uh you can go ahead and search up on Facebook on LinkedIn I'd love to connect with you I do provide uh free one-on-one um strategy uh, calls as well there's absolutely no obligation especially in this time I am just grateful for the journey I've been able to be on I want to pay it forward with as many people as possible if you're struggling with what's going on in the time and your mindset and how you can move forward and create better habits would love the opportunity to chat with you you can go to adamhergenrother.com/coaching as well and you'll find all of my information there you can email me um at kerry c a r i at adamhergenrother which is h e r g e n r o t h e r.com uh and email me and I'd love to have a, a conversation with you lots of great ways that we could certainly connect but otherwise just follow me on Facebook I do videos on a, a regular basis sometimes it's all about just feeding your mind with some positivity uh during these times that is enough to spark uh some movement in you and if I can help in any way would sure love the opportunity thank you so much by the way for having me on your podcast again you're bringing some great energy and positivity uh and and awareness around people's health and wellness is so needed in this time but always and so I really appreciate the message that you're putting out here on your podcast it's awesome Thank you I appreciate you coming in taking time from your productive schedule I'm going to have to get Chris schedule in on his own time if he's available tomorrow just let me know and Perfect. uh let's get it going it. on He's uh he's one that certainly inspires me and keeps me motivated as I see him doing his 4 and 5 hour workouts at, you know, 47 years of age and just crushing it. So, I'm going to get him connected with you. I think it would be another inspiring story for uh people who have thought about doing things, maybe are nervous because they think they've their time has passed. There that that's not the case. You can do this at any age. It's all about your your mindset, your commitment and your will to do something and change yourself for the better and I think that's uh just a great message for anyone to hear. So, I'll get you guys connected for sure. Awesome. Well, guys, you heard it here. All right. Your best lifestyle podcast 
I'm telling you, we bring very interesting and influential uh, thought leaders and innovators and motivators and people who share a ton of encouragement, okay, for you or anybody else who need that right now in this unprecedented time of unrest and stress and chaos and, you know, don't worry about it. Only control things that you can control. As you can see by Carrie here, you know, she dropped a lot of great nuggets. And I hope you picked up a lot of uh, diamonds over there that you can incorporate into your daily lives, whether it's from your personal or your business life. Okay, so we really want you to stay encouraged. Just know that there's people like Carrie all over the globe that are doing a lot of things to help keep you encouraged. So pay attention to this, okay? So if you're tuning in, well, we're going to put it out later. Um, look, I'm telling you, your Best Lifestyle Podcast, we are in over 53 countries right now, 1.3 million uh, listeners right now. So we're doing a lot of great things. Thank you, everybody who has uh, shared the podcast, um, sponsored it, left feedback. We appreciate that. And uh, we just want you guys to stay safe. We want you guys to not only stay physically healthy, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally, um, environmentally, financially, everything. We want you to have a well-rounded life. Um, we want you to experience some of the best things in life so you can really be or become an asset to your family members. Okay, this is a big, big, big thing. Because if you get sick or you get hurt, guess what? You potentially become a liability to your spouse, to your friends, to family members, all those different things. So now you potentially increase their stress because they got to take care of you. And if you're anything like me, I don't want nobody taking care of me. I want to have complete independence for a very long time, okay? I don't think, I don't want nobody taking care of me. I want to just do me. So uh, self-care strategies and tips and wellness, these are the things. Reach out to Carrie. She just broke down her website, social media. Um, tomorrow, uh, I have her uh, her husband, uh, Chris, on. That's another one we're going to do, see what he's got going on. And then you already know me, what I'm out, what I'm about. So I hope you guys enjoy the podcast, and i see you guys on tomorrow. Thank you so much, Carrie. I appreciate your time. Thank you. All right. Yeah. <laughs>